0: To a role of recording some podcasts. So this is a long awaited topic that I have been thinking about and stewing on and procrastinating on for weeks. Um, and I just have to tell myself as always, it's not going to be all inclusive or perfect, but I hope it gets you thinking. And We all need to be thinking about healthy habits and how our habits affect our mental health and our relationships and everything about us. It's hard to have great judgment and self-control and make the right decisions and the healthy decisions all the time. We all mess up. But alcohol is a huge, huge source of problems for many, many people. And so, I have been wanting to record a podcast on reasons not to drink for a very, very long time. And I have a stack um, of ideas about it. (laughs) And I tried to sort of organize them. And I'm probably going to call this something like 10 reasons to stop drinking, or cut back on drinking, or drink in moderation. But I do want to make sure that I don't sound self-righteous or naive or holier than thou because I have trouble with moderation on anything that I enjoy, um, including food, alcohol, um, sometimes shopping. Um, (laughs) I don't even know what to include on this list, but I guess I can throw myself under the bus and say that May seems to be a month that I have a pattern of drinking a lot and I haven't fully figured this out but I'll tell you this last May I um, had noticed I had been drinking like two weeks straight like every day and most of this felt like it was social drinking a happy hour with friends but sometimes I might have a glass of wine while I'm cooking dinner and Probably sometimes just drinking because I'm stressed and so I'm kind of self-medicating with it, which is definitely a bad sign uh, or an unhealthy sign, I should say. So this is kind of funny, but not funny at the same time. Um, I went to my friend's husband's birthday party. I'll have to find out the date. I think it was like May 21st. And I was like, I'm not going to drink tonight because I have had alcohol for two weeks straight. And we go to this great little pizza restaurant, a local pizza place called Pizza Cortile, I think that's how you say it. And they had this special cocktail called a Roman Holiday, I think. And it was so good. And it was $5. And that's just a bad combination for me because if it was $15, I would have been like, oh, I better stop. But to get three for one was pretty tempting. So, um, And then somebody got a pitcher. So anyway, it was not good. I mean, thankfully, my husband didn't drink um, or maybe he had one beer. I'm not sure, but he really doesn't like to drink hardly at all anymore. So um, I was like, I can't believe I did that. And then I continued. I think I I drank another week after that. So I'm not perfect. And that was not healthy. And I can tell how I look the day after drinking and how I feel. My skin tone changes, I look bloated, my face looks fatter, (laughs) more inflammation. And um, so that's on this list. Um, So this was gonna be 10 reasons to minimize or stop drinking and it became 12. So I'm gonna list these off and I'm gonna try to mention some examples clinically or personally um, as I go through but um, I guess I just want to also say that I have so many clients that have had huge amounts of trauma from alcohol, either their own drinking, their own family trauma, um, you know, having rapes or even committing aggression, a lot of really nice people can get very violent when they drink, and I have countless stories on People who, you know, had to cut off a parent over alcohol, alcoholism, Um, people who have trauma with the sound of ice cubes because of alcoholism or the smell of it and having to cut off children, having to cut off their parent and doing things that are out of character, losing control, blacking out, not even knowing what they did when they were drinking that could change the course of their life. Um, so it's really impossible for me to mention every example and, um, you know, I don't want those of you who have done regrettable or terrible things or, you know, traumatic things or had traumatic things happen to you to beat yourself up. Um, we don't want people to judge themselves. We do want people to take responsibility and notice the connection between, their biggest mistakes their biggest tragedies and the impact that that has on their life so um, whether it's something like just being healthy which i hope everyone will do it's not a crime to be unhealthy but just realizing the impact on mental health um, and remembering that alcohol is a depressant um, so anyway there's my little intro um, and i'm going to try to record Another episode after this with a few more in-depth stories of trauma from alcoholism or the ending of relationships. Um, You know, hopefully I'll do that really soon, but I can remember people who just had to live with their father because their mother was an alcoholic and they were heartbroken over it. They loved their mother so much, but she was an alcoholic and the teenager could tell by the sound of her mom's voice um, how much alcohol she had had or whether she'd been drinking and the mother just couldn't stop. And sadly, this happens way, way more than a lot of people realize. Um, Wonderful people just can't get sober and it ends a very important relationship in their life. So um, yesterday I had five clients and four of them had major difficulty or trauma over um, a substance problem, and three of them were alcoholism in the family. Um, and one of them was actually related to marijuana. So that was this is kind of a perfect time to bring this up because it's very relevant for me, and I hope it's helpful to you or to someone that you love. So we'll start our. 12 reasons, (laughs) Um, and we could go on and on, and I hope these are organized. I just don't have a lot of time to get things perfectly organized before I record, so here we go. First of all, alcohol astronomically increases the risk of accidents and violence and relationship problems, both as a victim or as a perpetrator. And whether this is rape, aggravated bodily assault, um, car accidents, falls. I've known people with black eyes or cracked open skulls um, from you know falling while they're drunk. Um, again, countless examples of this. Um, and you know, sometimes people who are drunk are more likely to, to actually even rape someone. Like we tend to assume that people who are drunk are more likely to get raped or assaulted sexually. Um, And that is 100 percent true and very, very, very obvious. But I think sometimes we forget that if we're not in our right minds, we may not know what we're doing and we might be the perpetrator of violence or assault. So it's very scary. Um, What happens when we inhibit our frontal lobe and our executive functioning? I would encourage you to Google a lot of these things because I don't have time to go into all of them, and you probably get bored if I did. But if you just Google how alcohol intake, um, in, you know, affects our brain functioning. Okay. Secondly, alcohol is a neurotoxin, which means basically it's toxic to our nervous system, and it causes inflammation. You could Google literally every single, you know item on this list. Like what is a neurotoxin? Um, what does inflammation mean? How does it affect our body? Um, this is probably a good time to mention. I worked with a woman in her early thirties who was a really severe alcoholic and she was trying very hard to get sober. It took her a while, but when she finally got sober, um, her fertility issues cleared up and she was able to have a baby. And I had told her I thought that might happen, not to say that alcohol is the reason most people have fertility issues. But when you are loading your body with a neurotoxin every day, no matter what it is, it kind of makes sense that your body would say, hey, you're not ready to have a kid or we're not going to bring a kid into this environment that is um, into this body that is filled with neurotoxins Um, so that your body is probably trying to help you. In a sense, Um, let's see. And she also said that she had gotten so used to pain every day when she walked down her stairs, she felt like she had arthritis. And she said, I just thought this is part of being in your 30s that maybe you just have aches and pains every day. And when she stopped drinking, she that pain went away and she realized it was the inflammation from from alcohol that was just pervading her system um alcohol is strongly linked to various types of cancer. I had a friend that came to visit from New York a few months ago and I hadn't seen her in 10 years or so and didn't know that she had had cancer a few years ago. And so I had cheese and wine for her and her husband and she said I don't drink anymore and I said, "Oh, I'm sorry I didn't know that." And she said, "Well, I had cancer 3 years ago and There is such a strong link between cancer and alcohol intake that I just stopped drinking. And so I Googled that. I mean, I wasn't completely surprised, but um, I know that any toxic living can increase our chances of getting cancer. But um, there are huge numbers of articles and research showing, um, and there are certain types of cancer that are, really, really linked to alcohol intake, but um, probably could be any type of cancer. So Google that one as well. And I'll try to attach some links um, to articles that support these, these points that I'm making. Um, number four, it ruins relationships at times in families. And I have worked with many people of all ages who say that alcohol literally stole a parent or a child and destroyed their family. Number five, the likelihood of relationship infidelity increases because of alcohol. You could Google that. I haven't Googled that one, but um, you know, intoxication and affairs or something like that. You could um, Google that or cheating while under the influence i'm sure a huge amount of articles will pop up on that too drinking too much alcohol is linked with strokes high blood pressure heart attacks etc i would google that that's all over as well and i have personally noticed I, i can basically tell that my body is having to work harder Um, And I just want to be clear. I'm not saying drinking in moderation. Like if you drink a glass of wine with dinner or maybe two, you know, we know that wine has some prebiotic advantages and helping with digestion and helping with gut health. But if you drink, you know, more than a few drinks, you are going to probably you could even check this out. Check your blood pressure. Um, and you know, I get hotter, it affects my sleep. You know what? I think I didn't put this on the list. And this is huge. Drinking too much can make you fall asleep quickly. That's what I've experienced. I think that's what a lot of people experience, but you wake up in the middle of the night, have trouble going back to sleep. And you could Google that and the reasoning behind that, but it's, your body is really struggling to recover when you really kind of poison it. So and you think about alcohol poisoning, um, I used to be like a hall director when I was in graduate school. I was um, one of the people in charge of a dorm of freshmen, I believe, I think it was freshmen. And every week some young college girl, you know, went off to the hospital on a stretcher from alcohol poisoning. Um, I, you know, hear stories of people that might, you know, pass out, throw up and um, because of alcohol and they end up asphyxiating or suffocating because they threw up on their back and there was no one to turn them over. It's just heartbreaking. Um, All right. Um, But yeah, Google the health links or the health risk and things like that. Maybe blood pressure and your body temperature and things like that. Number seven, alcohol is expensive and it elevates your blood sugar and causes weight gain for most people. I've also known some people that were kind of weight conscious that didn't eat very much, but they drank and they got a lot of liquid calories. Um, in fact, I've had some clients like that. I've known friends like that, that might spend the whole day drinking, but they're not really eating. Um, and that's very concerning. Um hangovers are miserable. This is number eight. And many people report having increases in depression or anxiety for a day or two after overconsuming alcohol. If you Google hangxiety, as a, it's a little pun, um, or hangover depression, a lot of people notice that, you know, they might feel great the night they're drinking, and then they feel terrible later. Actually, one of my clients yesterday had a great quote about this and i wonder if i can find it let me me look (laughs) okay i think i found it um let's see this man said that drinking too much made life harder for him and for the people around him here it is he said while i'm drinking i'm happy And the next day I'm depressed. And then some of the things I do when I'm drinking made me more depressed and anxious and paranoid because he would misbehave. And I mean, he's funny. This man is in his late 50s and he would ask himself after a night of drinking, what kind of destruction did you cause last night? And I mean, he was kind of making light of it, but he has made really, really great changes in his drinking habits since I met him six months ago. And um, I like that he can be honest about mistakes he's made and how it affected his mental health. Um, I know hangovers aren't as miserable for some people as others, but um, they tend to get worse as you get older, I've heard. You can Google that. Please fact check me on anything I say. Um, I've had a lot of fun researching articles to support or give me some data on things that I've observed in my practice. Um, okay number nine overconsuming alcohol also ages you prematurely and affects your liver and skin tone. I have noticed that personally as I mentioned and I here's a little quote from my Google search of why alcohol ages us. it says, since alcohol depletes levels of vitamins, especially vitamin A, the skin's collagen levels plummet. As a result, a person's skin may lose all elasticity and become wrinkled. Wrinkles may be caused by alcohol's ability to dehydrate the skin as well. Markedly, most heavy drinkers experience puffy and red faces. Isn't that interesting? Um, okay, so... Um, Drinking too much can jeopardize your performance at work or at school. Um, I'll also, sorry, going back to number nine for a minute, I would Google the effect of alcohol on your liver. I have clients with fatty livers and fatty liver disease, which I didn't really know is kind of like a precancerous condition. Um, I just thought fatty liver was fatty liver, but it's, I, I think, again, check my facts, but like a type of cancer or pre-cancer and this can be caused by an unhealthy diet but also we know that drinking has a huge effect on our livers because that's you know one of the organs that really filters out um, toxins and it puts a lot of work on your liver to try to be funneling out toxins every day or or even just binge drinking like huge amounts of neurotoxins um, filtering out of your body so um, and you can also I don't know that I wrote this down but it relates to how alcohol um, high amounts of alcohol can affect work or school it definitely affects our cognitive abilities and functioning and um, you know, obviously if you're late to work because of drinking or a hangover, if you smell like alcohol, I think there are people who really don't realize that they smell like alcohol. I've had clients that I could smell it as soon as I got into the lobby to pick to to bring them upstairs. Um, I've even worked with people that I could smell alcohol in their breath. Like I mean colleagues. Um, okay. Alcohol inhibits your executive functioning and slowly changes the shape of your brain, and it takes years to return back to normal. Um, you can also have alcohol induced dementia. Um, you know, maybe you could Google what are some of the effects of long term alcoholism on your brain. Um, and you could also, if you don't know what executive functioning is, you can look that up, but really, it's self-control planning organizing making decisions things like that um so you could you could google which parts of your brain does alcohol most impact Um, okay number 12 people use alcohol and other substances as a crutch to manage trauma to manage mental health issues rather than using their own strength and healthy coping tools. And they sometimes get into a rut that they cannot return from. And it, it really makes me sad. I I very much understand why people with social anxiety or just general anxiety or depression might want to drink to feel good or to be more socially comfortable and less socially inhibited. I really, really, really understand that. I have a lot of compassion for it. But It is a crutch, and it's really a way of avoiding getting stronger on your own. And it's kind of like a vote of no confidence in yourself. And if people resorted to that after they've tried so many other things, it would be easier for me to accept it. But it's sort of like choosing the worst strategy first. Uh, and I know it's cool for young kids to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm 14 and I'm drinking. I'm 15 and I'm drinking." I know that seems cool and whatever. I don't know what y'all say it. It's that's sick to be like that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I know some of you probably, if you're my age or or near middle aged, you don't really know what "sick" means, but it's kind of like when Michael Jackson used to say, "I'm bad," like, um. So anyway, sorry, that's a weird tangent, but um yeah, just please think about it. Like don't use alcohol to cope with pain. We all do it. It's understandable, but if you get into the habit of doing that, it really does not serve you well. And you could be realizing that you're, you know, able to cope much much better than you think and you can build your confidence in a natural way. So finding healthy, natural ways to, um, you know, boost your self-confidence or your mood is something that you will never regret. So anyway, um, let's see. One more quick statistic on the connection with violence. There is a reciprocal relationship between too much drinking and violence. And according to the CDC, 88% Thousand people die every year, not just end up in an accident, but die um, due to alcohol related issues um, like homicide, sexual assault, intimate partner violence and suicide. Um, I have worked with people who've been physically assaulted by a parent or a child um, or a partner because of alcohol and really out-of-character behaviors. I have worked with young adults who were in legal trouble for doing like, you know, an out-of-character beating or assault, aggravated bodily assault on someone when they're drunk and they just don't even know what they're doing and they, they fly into a rage and, and end up, you know, putting someone in the hospital and having a lawsuit on their hands. So um I know people who have done sexual things that they don't remember because they're so drunk they're blackout drunk and they jeopardize relationships and they didn't even want to do what they did they didn't know what they were even doing so I hope this is helpful and thank you for listening